Okay, so you want me to read the Middle English? Yeah. Okay, I've been working on my English accent. All right, let's see how this goes. He had upon eche pesa, whipped full wine wolonk, the gayest unt gresa, the burner bede bring his blank. You're so impressed with yourself, aren't you, Theo? <laughs> yeah, I didn't know I had it in me. <laughs> everyone, welcome to Fire the Canon, the podcast where we read the books in the Western canon and decide if they belong or not. Today we are finishing up Sir Gawain and the Green Knight with the fourth fit, and we have with us a special guest. It's me, Rachel, the host. <laughs> no. All right, and say who you are, Jackie. I'm Jackie. I'm the host. I'm Rachel, the other host. I'm Theo, the producer, and... Hi, I'm Jacob, the guest. Welcome back. (laughs) So as you know, as long as I force people to, we change our Zoom (laughs) names to something book appropriate. This week, I'm doing a little callback to Theo's first reading. I'm the Duck of Clarence. Jackie? I'm the Scream of a Scythe. That's a cool name, I have to say. I know. I'm even more numbles. And we don't even know what a number is, but we got more of them now. And I am Morgan the Goddess. Nice. Perfect. Usually I just reserve it for a Saturday night, but you know. <laughs> Saturday afternoon where you are. Yeah. You can carry over. So the last time we had Jacob on, we did a special Father's Day bonus episode where he assigned us some dad rock based on classic books and we listened to it and we talked about it. So if you haven't heard that episode, you should go back and do it. It came out on American Father's Day in June, so it's, you don't have to scroll too far. And but if your dad's not American, you didn't get to celebrate it. Yeah, it's only for American fathers. <laughs> um, but yeah, you should check it out if you haven't yet. And Theo and I have also guested on Jacob's podcast, um, Underrated Overhated. He's literally saving the best for last. Get it, Jackie? Because you know what my last name is. Uh, actually, who knows? I may not even get on the pod. I don't have Theo's musical knowledge or Jackie's. Charisma. Or charisma. <laughs> but I do have Theo's musical knowledge and his charisma. I have to say, Rachel, you're definitely the standout here. In terms of lacking charisma? <laughs> no, just in terms of being different. I feel like me and Theo are pretty similar. Me and Jacob are pretty similar. Jacob and Theo are pretty similar. And then we got Rachel. Is this a race thing or? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't put my finger on it, but something is different about you. <laughs> I like how we're all just white and yet I said pretty similar. Yeah. Like, no, that's not what I meant. You're all white with dark hair. I'm sure yeah. Theo's going to take it all out. But Jacob, you haven't done one of our book-based episodes. Mm-hmm. No, I have not. But there's a reason we asked him to be here, which is? Yes. You want to tell the audience your connection to the poem? Um, I studied this at university. I just want to get out of here. I studied at university and didn't necessarily do particularly well on this paper. <laughs> so let's get that out of the way first. Um, I actually genuinely like this. I like this a lot more than I like most medieval literature. But when I was at university, it was like the first paper we did. Part of the paper was basically being given a random section of it and translating it from Middle English and annotating it. And it had to be like a poetic translation, not just like a prose one. That, that's partly my excuse for not doing too well. <laughs> Do you have your poetic translation with you? No. So it was, it was like a three hour exam. So I just oh. wrote it and then they took it off and marked it. Oh, um, darn. Oh, okay. Man. Well, let's assume that it was good. Rachel said you spent like several weeks or months or something on this poem alone. Is that correct? I guess it was two months, two and a bit months, maybe. And every, yeah, going through the entire thing and basically learning what the hell he was talking about, the writer. Um, that translation task is a pretty hard one because, you know, I'm sure you've all looked a bit at the Middle English. It's a little bit 
wacky. <laughs> yeah, it is. And also they just they're they're all weird. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. The characters are a bunch of freaks. <laughs> it is true that this is so the story is so strange. I feel like I would never be sure if I had actually done it correctly because like even when you're right it seems so so wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Can yeah. we put that on a t-shirt? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say so the Simon Armitage translation is interesting because he he avoids something which is in the original text and is in the Tolkien translation which is indeed very wacky and to a modern reader is just like what the hell but i kind of feel like it's missing so put it like this if if you if you're you know the the uh, the gawain poet or the pearl poet and you've got a line with a lot of w's and you want to say the name gawain well that kind of breaks the alliteration doesn't it so how, how would you go about solving that problem i would say apostrophe wayne do they just call him wayne <laughs> they call him wawain they just call him <laughs> They just fully embrace the W and they, they yeah, it's, it goes from Gawain to Wawain in some lines. If you look in the Simon Armitage text, it's on the opposite page, I assume. And yeah. sometimes you'll get like a Wawain and you're just like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. Wawain? What? Who's this? <laughs> oh, I was just going to say, so um, just some of the actual like proper pronunciation of the Middle English is quite fun, um, especially for a complete nerd like me who grew up watching uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail because night in Middle English is pronounced Knigit, mm. like oh. like they say in Monty Python. <laughs> That's a risky word. Yeah. <laughs> so when I when I was learning this at university, I was like, wait a minute, this is just Monty Python. And they're like, yeah, pretty much. I yeah, mean, yeah. <laughs> I did mean to say about the very the very start because I remember listening. And sorry, this is kind of a nerdy point in a way, but you know when at the very beginning it talks about Troy, and it's like, why why the hell do they do that? It's just about like kind of building an authority to the nation building of England, if that makes sense. It's because like. Greece and Rome, you may already know this, but you know, Greece and Rome is just like, you know, it's classicism. It's it's the Greco-Roman world. Yeah. And it's just like, we'll just link anything. And even if it's completely wrong, it's like, we'll just link it with Rome. It's just, it makes it legitimate. So it's just like, well, how do we make this story legit? Well, this guy, you know, Troy, he left Troy. <laughs> so you think that was the reason for it, that the author wanted to situate Great Britain into the classics? You're saying yes. we have this great heritage. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's legit what he was doing. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, um, I think we have a new intro idea for our podcast. So you remember Troy? And, uh, First there was the Joe Rogan experience, then there was the Obama podcast, <laughs> and now we're at Fire the Cannon. <laughs> um. So what what was going on at what was this 1400 1300 what was going on in England at this time nothing is that why they were so keen to link themselves yes. to yeah, yeah. so they're like we kind of suck we're this tiny mm-hmm. tiny country in the middle of nowhere but we had something to do with <laughs> Rome <laughs> But yeah so so like Britain and England just a complete like backwater hellhole at this point, I mean, it was like, it was Italy, you know, it's all about Italy and Venice and like maybe if it's Spain or whatever or Central Europe, it's like Britain. Who the hell cares about Britain? It's just full of like people who throw their shit onto the street. And well, I guess everyone in Europe mm. did that. But, you know, right. many people would say we've not really developed far beyond that. But um. <laughs> Do Brits feel smug now that like Venice is uh, sinking into the sea? No. Is that your rival, Venice? <laughs> I don't know if it's carried on to the 21st century. <laughs> well, it's quite interesting. I guess relevant to here because it's the Midlands, Birmingham. I used to live in Birmingham for a bit, and it's like a, a fact that everyone likes to tell you. Birmingham has more canals than Venice. Mm. It's always like, 
Yeah, I think it's more to do with the quality than it is the quantity, though. And I don't think <laughs> the tour guides always get that. Is it just number of canals or, like, yes. mileage or area of canal? Like, if you laid them all out, you know, just length of canals. What's the deal with the canals? Do people go around on boats in them or is it basically like a flooded ditch? Now I'm interested. <laughs> um, like, the canals are actually quite nice in Birmingham. They're not amazing. Oh. But, like, there's, like, little canal boats, which I don't know if you have them in America. They're, like, long, quite long flat bottom they're quite nice they're quite idyllic but they're also the kind of thing like retired people go on i've used one before i did like a study abroad in london and then we visited some other study abroaders who were at like, oxford and then we went on a mm-hmm. but we went on one of those canal boats one one of those places does Birmingham do advertising in Venice? Like they put up a billboard? Oh, they should. You want to see more canals. <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah, they should. That's a good <laughs> idea. You're just a canal fiend. You should check us out. <laughs> uh. No, I think, um, so, I mean, if you wanted to talk about the weather stuff, you want to make some small talk about the weather. Fit 4 starts out with basically a description of how disgusting the weather is, but it's done in such a beautiful way. Mm-hmm. I always really like alliteration with W's, so I should read the Huawei version. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, starts off with, now night passes and new year draws near, drawing off darkness as our deity decrees, but wild looking weather was about in the world. Clouds decanted their cold rain earthwards. That's beautiful. Yeah. When I read this, my main thought is like, ah, so that's where Tolkien got his like endless descriptions of scenery from. It's yeah. exactly in that mode, isn't it? It's just like, I'm going to describe to <laughs> and you. And then Thomas Hardy did it. And God, we just can't stop with the endless descriptions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I like him in I like him in this poem. I like him in Tolkien. Yes, I agree. If you do it right, it's, it's good. Mm-hmm. Here we go. The weather is terrible. It's the night before Gawain is about to fight this green knight. And he's having trouble sleeping for the first time, which is funny because... The entire rest of the poem, it just, there are like paragraphs spent describing how sweetly he's sleeping and how like (laughs) deep his sleep is. Yeah, but now he's about to have to wake up. It's early in the morning on New Year's Day and it's still dark and it's sleeting and it's disgusting and he has to wake up before dawn and get fitted out for his meeting with the Green Knight. Yeah, and they talk about like how hot he looks while the servant is dressing him. He is keeping it tight for sure. I just felt sad while reading this because it just seems like it would have been the perfect morning to stay in bed and he had to get up and that just <laughs> and get killed so icky. <laughs> yeah. i know and get killed but like waking up seems yeah, almost like worse s- i'd rather be killed after that <laughs> you're saying like if it's if it's going to be bad weather someone might as well cut your head off if i have to like get out of my warm bed and like go out into the dark and the sleet just kill me yeah that's a reasonable <laughs> this is, a, is this a duma podcast now because this is this is grim <laughs> uh, we always swap around who's gonna be a pessimist I I mean, we're not known for our reasonable opinions. That's not what you come here for. Are we known? We're not known either. (laughs) So Gawain's getting dressed. He's looking so hot and he ties the silk girdle around himself, which the narrator makes sure to tell us looks really good on Now, the servant who's dressing him, do they not say, hey, uh, where'd you get that fancy green girdle that my lady used to have? (laughs) Nobody says anything? Nobody says anything, actually. Although... It looks like he put it on outside of his clothes, so he was not really being super duper sneaky. I mean, no, it looks like it's on top of his armor, actually. He's already got his sword on, and then he wraps it around himself. (laughs) Yeah, but he is fitted out in armor. He is, yeah. But he's a serious knight. That's his uniform. He knows that like, if he's not wearing his knight uniform, then... You know, he could be anyone. Yeah. It doesn't count. Yeah. You've never seen a knight wearing pajamas. That's just silly. <laughs> well, the lady has. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Ooh. 
Uh, actually, Jacob, do you know what pajamas they would have worn? Oh, I don't know. Did you learn that in class? <laughs> they, wouldn't they have just slept naked or something? No, probably they would wear their, like, whatever their voluminous underwear was, I would imagine. I assume it would be very, like, class-related. Probably just, like, if you're a peasant, just, like, filthy pantaloons made out of straw Aww. is my assumption. <laughs> um, and but then if you're middle-class, nice pantaloons made out of straw. Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Gringlet comes back. I cannot believe he left his horse alone for so long because they talk about how Gringlet Maybe I'm saying it wrong, but was his only friend, like his best friend. Now you said friend, right? That's how you say it. <laughs> and he hasn't, he hasn't visited that little guy the whole time that he's been partying. I would be mad because he's been partying. He's been partying, you know. I know, but nah. you can. Ringlet gets it. Yeah, you think so, Theo? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he gets it. Okay, so he does a little prayer for the good folk of the castle. And then he summons a servant who's going to take him to the green castle, green church, whatever. The green chapel. We'll talk about it, yeah. yeah. And he decides to follow him. And there's a lot of really good nature imagery in this section. So they're, like, climbing a lot of hills. And then it's not as impressive when the Lord recently said, it's two miles away. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so, like, earlier he said, it's it's right over there. And then this mm -hmm. time they're like, oh man, poor Gawain. He's hiking all over the place. <laughs> are, are you coming to the part now where the servant like gives him his warning? Because I wanted to talk about that. Yeah, It's really funny. They When they finally arrive, the servant says basically like, don't try to fight this guy. He sucks. Well, he introduces him to the idea that the Green Knight is there. And it's like, don't you know you're taking him there to meet the Green Knight? <laughs> yeah. So he says, hey, I have to now that you. we've gotten this far, <laughs> I wanted to let you know there's a hidden peril here. In the wilderness lives a wild man. The worst in the world. The worst in the world. <laughs> the worst man in the whole world. Wow. So, alliterative W's, excellent. Yeah. But then the guy is just like, well, it's like you're in for a surprise because you're taking him to that wild man. It's not incidental that you're in this area. That's the whole reason you're here. So he says he's more powerful than any person alive on this planet. And I made a little note in my ebook, and it just says, Jeff. And I took me a minute to remember what that meant. And then I was like, Jeff Bezos. Oh, okay. <laughs> but my note just says Jeff. And I was like, who is Jeff? I bet the servant realized later that he was being like totally redundant. Like, oh, I'm so stupid. Yeah. That's, that's so of course, that's right. <laughs> but it's a whole page of him just like ragging on this guy and just saying like, he's the worst. He deals out death. He loves by... murdering more than he loves his own life. He loves murdering. Mm -hmm. So he tells Gawain that just as sure as you sit in your saddle, if you find him, he will be fatal to you. He says like, don't try to fight him. There's no way you could fight him. Why doesn't Gawain interrupt and say, like, I know. That's not yeah. the point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Have, have you read any of the previous fits? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then uh, towards the end of his speech, he says, Gawain, look, I swear to God, I will just leave and you can leave and I will never tell anyone that you fled in fear. No one will ever have any idea that you were a coward. Let's just get out of here. And the, tw the twist of the entire story is that Gawain says, yeah, okay. And he goes home and that's the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the <laughs> that's the twist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, why would you wait to, after the apparently grueling two miles that it took you all day to get through, why would yeah. you wait till the end to be like, hey, you know what? I just thought you should know we should leave now. Yeah. I, I can relate to that. <laughs> it's kind of an awkward thing to bring up. I bet he was thinking about it the whole time. Like, oh, maybe, maybe I should say it now. The mm -hmm. whole time he's like, when should I tell him? This was a good opportunity to say that, but I missed it. Yeah. So. Is that like you getting all the way to the party, opening the door, greeting the, the host and saying, I should get out of here. <laughs> I don't want to go to this party at all. <laughs> I haven't done exactly that, but. 
pretty close. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Gawain responds in a terse voice. Well, thanks. I'm sure you're really good at keeping secrets, but I can't do that. Um, I'd be christened a coward. So I'm going to go and take my own chances. Yeah, I'll fight the Green Knight. You go fuck yourself. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> and the servant says, it seems like you're hellbent on getting killed. So I'm going to leave. Yeah, he is. Yeah. And he's said that to everyone in the castle a bunch of times. Like he's told everyone, hey, uh, going to go get killed in a few days. Bye. Well, I'm, I mean, we're like making fun of the servant for like not understanding this thing. But he does seem like the only one who's acting sensible at this point. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is hard to understand. Like, why is he doing this? Maybe the servant is actually someone who just kind of went back in time and was like, mm. whoa, whoa, whoa. Why are you doing this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then he, he heel kicks his horse, gallops away, and Gawain says, I am not going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's very cute of him to just be sitting there and being like, I am not going to cry. <laughs> he says, I, by Christ, I will not cry or groan, but I will find good fortune by the grace of God alone. <laughs> it is pretty cute. But you can tell he's like kind of like his eyes are welling up and he's like, I will not I'm not going to cry. cry. I won't cry. <laughs> I wonder how old he was. Did you talk about that in class, Jacob? <laughs> he's like a five-year-old. <laughs> like 12. I yeah. mean, is, is he like 15? Is he 22? I don't know. My assumption is somewhere between 15. 15 and 22. He's like, I would no older than 22. Between 15 and 22. I'm so good really? at guessing. <laughs> guessing wow. the boundaries of ages. <laughs> like a young knight, I guess. you would. It could be pretty young. It could be like 16, 17. Oh, well, how old is the woman who's trying to seduce him? Because that's creepy, though. She doesn't have any kids, so she could be pretty young, too. Uh. Uh? Plus, you know, it's, it's the Middle Ages. Everything was creepy. It's just I don't want to think of two kids seducing each other, either. Yeah, that's... <laughs> I, that's why I really can't watch, like, teen movies or shows, because whenever they kiss, I'm disgusted. Mm -hmm. Those mouths somewhere else. Go do your homework, else. God. <laughs> get off my lawn. Put that on a clarinet and get out of here. Well, I just don't, I don't like to see it. I don't care if teens want to kiss each other, but I don't need it to be on my television screen. I'm just saying, as adults, none of us should like to watch teens be sexual with each other. Wow. <laughs> so, we yeah. Spicy let's take. Just all Spicy take. Spicy wow. take. <laughs> well, you know, now YA Twitter is going to come for you. Oh, no. No. Yeah, so be careful. Okay. I can tell a story about crying or we can move on. Ooh. No, I wanted you to do that, actually, because I know that you had a lot. You knew he had one? Oh, I, I do know because I've listened to his other podcasts. <laughs> okay. I used to cry all the time as a kid, like when I was in elementary school, all the time over nothing. One time I went to the Young Writers Conference. Basically, that was like this one day thing where like all these kids who like to write stories would go to uh, UNC Greensboro for a day and just like, I don't know. Right? right? Cry together? Uh, we, I don't know what we did. How old were you? I think this was fourth grade. I thought you were going to say 14. I mean, this is this is like very much mirrors Gawain's experience. Yeah. I, I was the only one from my school going, so we all got on a bus to, to go there. So I was surrounded by people from all these other schools, and I, like they were all friends, and I didn't have anyone to talk to. And I was thinking, you're probably about to cry. So when you do cry... You need to have a really good excuse for why you're crying. And the excuse that I came up with was... So logical and yet so emotional at the same <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, the excuse that I came up with was, I've never been away from home for this long. It's like a 45-minute drive to the college. So it was like, anytime I was at school, that was way longer. I also love that you didn't say like, oh, I don't know, like I stubbed my toe or... Like, yeah, like a bee stung me. Yeah. Where, well, let me see the sting. I can't show you. I can't show you. No, no, no. My sting goes to a different school. You can't see. You yeah. can't see. No, yeah. no, no. I, I have a sting in Canada. The reason that was a good excuse is because you didn't have an excuse at all. Is that right? Because like, that's a bad excuse. 
excuse. Again, like, he's very, obviously very over-emotional, yet logical enough to think, I need to have a good excuse for when this happens, but then his excuse is awful. Yeah. So it's like every possible failure. It's known as the uh, the Samwise Gamgee excuse. If we drive one more mile, this will be the furthest from home I've ever been. I can't believe I didn't think of that. I'm so mad at myself. <laughs> if these bus wheels rotate one more time. So you think Gawain is trying to come up with an excuse in case he did cry? I mean, he has one. It's like you're, you're going to be head off. <laughs> Pretty good reason. Yeah. Well, that's what you should have done as a kid, Theo. Like, he's stealing himself. He's saying, I'm not going to cry. I'm going to get through this young writer's conference by the grace of God alone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he's looking for the green chapel, and he sees a mound. He's like, what is this bizarre hill? What could this possibly be? Which, like, it sounds like a totally normal hill. I don't know why it's so bizarre. There are weeds and moss and a cave. And he says, green church, more like the devil's lair, which is really seems like a very modern style of joke. Am I right? <laughs> he's looking around. He says that it's soulless. Yeah, he really freaks out about this thing. <laughs> and that this is the kind of Kirk where that camouflaged man might deal in devotions on the devil's behalf. Gosh. And then he says, my five senses, which we my remember. My five perfect yeah, fingies they inform, inform me that Satan him, himself. Yeah. So he looks at it and it's just a hill. Yeah. And this is, you know, the place the man has led him. He says, this is the green church. It's like, I can smell the devil. Yeah. He's like, this is a haunted house. May it go to hell. <laughs> like, get over yourself, dude. Some people don't have enough time and money to keep their cathedrals moss free. It doesn't mean they're Satanists. You know, maybe this this is also like a logical thing. Like you're about to cry, so you'd better come up with a good reason why you're really afraid of this place. Yeah. I can't just be like, oh, I'm scared of what's about to happen to me. He's like, this hill is from hell. <laughs> That's what I should have said. Yeah. Uh, this writer's conference is from hell. <laughs> My five senses inform me that Satan himself has tricked me into going to this writer's conference <laughs> intending to destroy me. I hate to uh, bring the tone up, I guess, but I guess part of the <laughs> <laughs> no offense. <laughs> Part of the point would be that, like, the whole story is in the context of, you know, medieval Catholicism. Yeah. But all the way through it, there's like, that pagan Catholic kind of right. clash. Uh -huh. So this would be an obviously kind of pagan recognized by Gawain and I guess probably by the yeah. readers or whatever. Just as... some cave? Just a cave makes well, it yeah, pagan? Well, it's, it's like, it's Can't more it just like be a cave? nature oriented. No, 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 no. Never. It's never just a cave. It's never <laughs> because just it's a not, cave. it's not a cathedral made of rocks. It's a cathedral made of nature. Yes. Yeah, Why did yeah. I say rocks is not nature? I meant like, <laughs> yeah. like stones that someone put yes, together. Yeah, it's yeah. a building. Rocks versus nature. One of the great conflict types. <laughs> uh, okay, so he's like yeah. looking around and he hears this horror noise coming from it's me yeah it's jackie's allergy voice which she swears sounds different from her normal voice <laughs> the scream of a scythe yeah so he says it whined and wailed like a water wheel rasped and rang raw on the ear and he realizes it's the sound of an axe being sharpened uh -oh. so apparently mm -hmm. this guy is just made of axes he's just got <laughs> unlimited axes he had the mother of all axes before and now this is the papa of all axes yeah <laughs> or maybe it's one of the babies so the green knight appears and he's sharpening a danish style axe which i don't know what that means it just contrast. means it's, it's it's in the shape of like it's a, kind a of danish pastry, pastry. Oh. it's got a little oh, yeah. nice. oh, no. ah, Jackie. Oh. i did it first <laughs> i don't know the delay i definitely did it first, I did it first. Yeah, <laughs> it's 10 in the morning here i did it first i can edit it either way so. god damn it theo. you know theo you're always my favorite you're always my favorite <laughs> Mm -hmm. Okay, I looked it up. A Danish axe 
I mean, they don't look great. They look kind of stupid. Sorry, Peter, if you're listening. But they have like a really long handle and it's triangular, except the sides are a little bit concave. Can you envision that? Mm. Mm-hmm. I think the really long handle is kind of funny because it's like you're smishing a spider or something, but you want to just get it. Smishing <laughs> a spider. <laughs> Sometimes I can't speak. <laughs> no, she's just in the, you, you just, you're, you're, you know, you're doing alliteration. It's very in keeping with this poem. So, yeah, it's yeah. highly appropriate. I could have said smushing, though. Yeah. I didn't have to say smishing. Okay, so what happens when you're smishing a spider? You know, you don't want to get too close <laughs> to it, so you want to just like bash it from really far away. <laughs> I'm imagining the green knight is just like, he's not green. It's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, or like you smash it and you run away real fast. Yeah. yeah. What if he flies? <laughs> so <laughs> so he hears this horrible sound and Gawain calls, um, basically calls out into the air and says, where is the knight? Wherever he is, he better come out and be fast. It's now or never. I'm going to run away. <laughs> yeah, I love yeah. that. <laughs> it's like he's trying to put a little legalistic thing in where it's like, you know, technically if the teacher is 15 minutes late, we're allowed mm-hmm. to leave class. Like <laughs> right now, right now you're coming or else I'm leaving and I fulfilled our oath. <laughs> that was one of my favorite bits as well. I love it. It's just totally like, you know, I'm, I, you know, I got, I got places uh, to be. Come on. Yeah. I did make plans later, <laughs> even though I'm being beheaded. The part I think is funny is that, yeah, if he wanted to be legalistic he could have done it when the knight told him you have to look for me and find me and it'll be very easy because everyone knows where i live and then as soon as he started looking and no one knew where he lived he could have just said this guy lied i tried and that would have rhymed yeah poem over but anyway (laughs) also just the fact that he's sharpening his axe you had a whole year (laughs) what are you waiting till the last second like he's i mean he's been scheduling beheadings every day (laughs) (laughs) that's true a year and a day from now every single day yeah the the previous guy was there like right before gawain showed up his head had gotten chopped off so it was like yeah so Gawain is like, you better come out right now because I'm about to leave. And the guy's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. I just got to like get this blood from this last guy yeah. off the rock. One second. <laughs> it's very funny. It also was funny when he said that freak sounds hold no fear. Yeah. Like he's just calling too many things freaks. This guy's a kink shamer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's his worst crime of all. Although there is, an, there is a bit of interesting kink coming later on, which uh, we'll get to that, I guess. Ooh. Ooh okay. Finally, something for Thea. All of us made different ooh <laughs> sounds. He sees the knight, and the narrator says, and again, he was green as a year ago. Still green. With green flesh, hair, and beard, and a fully green face. And on, firmly on green feet, he came stomping forward. So in case you were wondering, he's green again. The way that he sees Gawain, he stops at the edge of of a stream, he, and he uses the axe to pull Vault over and then lands in Ooh. front of him. <laughs> yeah, that's threatening. True. I, I do think that's pretty cool of him. Yeah. Maybe the only cool thing anyone's done in the poems. So yeah, far. honestly, now I understand why they're making this into a movie. I didn't understand <laughs> until this point, but that scene is going like, to be awesome. Ooh, the visuals of that are going to be. Yes. If they don't put that pole vault in, I'm going to be mad. They, yeah. Surely they will, right? I mean, also, think about if you're wearing full armor and you're pole vaulting, like, you got to be strong. Hmm. Also, if the top of your pole is a freshly sharpened axe, that does seem a little well, risky. You don't hold the top. You hold it mid shaft. <laughs> I mean, that's the word. <laughs> you don't know. Okay. No, I, I pole vaulted. Yeah, how many times have you pole vaulted with an axe? Yeah, never. I mean, Let's... I've pole vaulted, just not with an axe. It just seems dangerous to have an axe anywhere it does, it does seem dangerous, full stop, yeah. Sure, sure. But your hands, if anything, your hands would slip down 
away from the axe. Rachel's insisting this would not be a problem. (laughs) All right. So the knight says, good job getting here. This is going to be awesome. Because he's a frat boy. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, man. What's up, bro? It's going to be awesome. Yes. Has he got like those little <laughs> little red cups? Solo cups. Yeah. <laughs> Solo cups. Yeah, so yeah. the knight says, all right, here we go. Now what you're going to do is you're going to take off your helmet and I'm going to- Cut your head off. Cut your head off. <laughs> and you're going to you're gonna not complain any more than I did when you severed my spine. And Gawain's like, true, I'll stand still. I won't say anything. Let's do this, bro. So he, he bows, bears his neck. And tries to pretend not to be afraid. Yeah, it says loath to look state. afraid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is also pretty cute of him that mm-hmm. he's pretending cry, not to cry. be scared. Yeah, I think that's what he's saying. Aww. I love this bit though because it, it really shows the Green Knight to be just like a schoolyard bully. Yeah, he's like, yeah. Oh, made you flinch, made you flinch. It's like you're swinging an axe at his neck. Like, yeah, he flinched. Yeah. So, so why don't someone like just kind of describe what happens and then we'll kind of pop in because this is a very long, right. drawn out like made you flinch thing. Okay. So the first time the knight has the, he swings the axe down and Gawain flinches, Mm -hmm. which the deal was to a strike for a strike. Like if the green knight chooses not to let it connect, that should be the deal over. But so he mocks Gawain, like goes in on him Mm -hmm. for flinching. Yeah, the deal was not, you don't have, like you can't flinch when I cut your head off. It's just, you have to let me try. So he says, you're not Gawain. He says, never have I known such a namby-pamby knight. Like, yeah, who'd they send me? Wawain? I asked for Gawain. (laughs) He says, did I budge or even blink when you aimed the axe at me? No. And it's like, well, you knew you could just pick up your head and put it back on later. Why would I flinch when you remove my hat when I know I could just put my hat right back on? Like, that's what that's equivalent. I love that Gawain has the amount, like, the appropriate level of sass to actually specify, like, say that to him. It's like, yeah, but I chopped your head off, but you're fine. You're fine. You're okay. <laughs> yeah. I can't do that. Yeah, exactly. He says, like, as far as I'm concerned, once my head comes off, that's yeah, it, dude. That's it, dude. So, like, yeah. don't blame me too much. <laughs> I am now reading all of this, though, as two frat boys just being like, you know, dude, it's not fair. Yeah, yeah. it's like when they're play fighting and one goes, oh, you flinched, dude, you flinched. And the other guy's like, yeah. no, I didn't. You flinched. Yeah, do it again. Watch, I'll show you. <laughs> so then the knight, the knight takes a second swing, and this time Gawain is motionless, doesn't flinch at all, but he still doesn't hit him. He just, like, swings, doesn't hit him, and then says, aha, so now that you've plucked up your courage, now I'm really going to hit you. And it's like, you just got two swings. He flinched, and he got made fun of. Then he didn't flinch, and he also got made fun of. Mm. At this point, if I was Gawain, I would be like, that's it. I'm done. You can cut my head off, but you can't mock me for mm-hmm. not flinching. Like, you've had two chances. Ugh, this guy. But it makes Gawain really mad, and he says, get hacking then, headbanger. Now he's pissed. He's not even saying, like, you had two tries. I'm getting out of here. He's like, then come on, let's just do it. <laughs> so this time it says Gawain, it says he's gripped by fear. No hope of rescue now. The third time the knight aims, he brings the blade down. At the last moment, the blade goes to one side and it just skims the skin of his neck and it says, finally snicking the fat of the flesh. So he does bleed, but he's totally fine. And the second that happens, Gawain leaps forward, a spear's length at least, and goes, ah, done. Grabs his helmet, shoves it on his head and is like, that's it. (laughs) I'm out. (laughs) He says, enough swiping, sir. And I'm thinking like, swipe or no swiping. Yeah, you swung your swing. So he says, if you try to hit me again, I'm going to come at you and I will kill you. Yeah. Didn't he listen to that servant before? This is the worst ma- 
man in the world. Like, I don't know if he would be able to win. Also, I mean, I don't know how you could possibly kill him. You already kind of killed him once. Like, how much more that killing can you do? That does make me think that he's probably 15, 16. That he thinks, like, I cut this dude's head off and he's totally fine. But if we had a fight, yeah. I could win. <laughs> okay, so one funny thing is... After the blade slightly hits his neck, Gawain, he says to himself, never since birth was he half <laughs> as happy as here and now. <laughs> Do you think babies are happy? Because they cry a lot when they come out. Like, yeah. they're not just like, woo! <laughs> Maybe he <laughs> means it. in the womb he was really happy. After he was born. But it's just funny to think of, like, this is the best moment of my life. I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in this desolate place with the worst man in the world, and I just got my neck cut. Yeah, like, I'm probably going to die from some kind of infection or necrosis <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> the Green Knight has a little speech. He's talking to Gawain. It says that in his heart, he admires Gawain, actually. And he tells him, like, hey, I didn't insult you. Nothing bad happened. So, like... Be a little less feisty. I said I would strike you once, and I did. So we're all good now. But, you know, if I had used all of my muscles, I definitely would have killed you. All of my muscles? Yeah, If I, had I mustered all my muscles into one mighty blow. Had I engaged my tongue. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And now comes the twist. Oh, gosh. Hey, everyone. We just wanted to take a little quick break in the middle to... Again, let you know that one of the most valuable things you can do if you're enjoying the podcast and you want to help us out is leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Obviously, we love five stars, but seriously, anything helps in terms of getting us to show up on other people's feeds. And if you've already done that and you'd still like to help us out, we have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash firethecanon. Canon is spelled C-A-N-O-N. We have various tiers of donation that are associated with different rewards. So if you're curious, check it out. We've got a lot of great stuff for you. All right, back to the episode. Now comes the twist. He says, here's why I struck you three times. Yeah. The first strike was to fool you. For the truthful behavior, you honored my trust and gave up your gains as a good man should. You're like, huh, what are you talking about? Then he says, then I missed you once more. And I missed you again the second time for the morning when you kissed my pretty wife, then kindly kissed me. Oh, shit. Yeah, so he says, you were truthful to me twice. So in exchange, I swung twice and didn't hit you both times. But the third time I swung and I did hit you a little bit because you didn't give me the girdle that my wife gave to you. He says, the thing is, the reason you didn't give it to me is not because you're wicked or a womanizer, but because you loved your own life. So he's saying, I know you kept it a secret because you thought it would prevent you from dying, not because you wanted to bang my wife and didn't want me to know about it. So that's it. a little bit of fault, but I, I went ahead and just let you live the third time. And he says, I sent her to test you. And it turns out you're by far the most faultless fellow on earth. He, yeah, he says... It was all my work, the wife flirting with him. So that's the interesting kinky bit, because he's a cuckold. He has a weird, weird, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. A weird yeah. fetish. He's like, well, that was all my work, you know. I yeah, know. I, you know, Dude. I'm the one who told my wife to hit on you. If my husband told me to do that, 
I would be pissed. Like, yeah. even if I thought Gawain was hot and I would have done it anyway, well, you I would, would have, not because do Gawain it. Is, is objectively hot. So don't <laughs> say he if. Was hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. if. Look, all of us would have tried to kiss Gawain. We all know that. Yeah. yeah. That goes without saying. <laughs> Regardless of how married we are at any given moment. Yeah, exactly. He's just yeah. irresistible. 15 year old. Blech. Well, we don't know how old he was. 15 to 22. Blech. Yeah, even 22 is pushing it for me at this point. Mm. Oh my God. Pushing it. It's right out. I mean, in terms of just <laughs> kissing a dude once. I'd kiss a 22-year-old if I needed to. If you needed to? (laughs) (laughs) It was part of my husband's weird sexual plot. Yeah. (laughs) Well, if if my husband asked me to, I guess I would have to. You were born in 1999. What I like to think is that she, like, planted it in his head first. Yeah. She knew this would happen, and she's like, I heard there's this really hot guy. Wouldn't you like to test him and see how faultless he is? I wonder if that guy could resist another man's hot wife. Yeah. Be interesting to find out. And if he can't resist me, you get to kill him. And the Green Knight is, like, really, like, ripped and handsome himself, but he's not very bright, so he just totally falls for it. He's like, yeah, that's a really good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Gawain is a himbo. The Green Knight is not, because he's not nice at all. He's a bully. He tells uh, Gawain that this is what I did. I tricked you and it turns out that you you did a good job and you only made one little mistake but I don't blame you very much for it. Yeah. Gawain is so shocked and ashamed that his stomach churned. Yeah, he shuddered inside. <laughs> Poor little guy. I know, I feel like instead of being, you know, happy and relieved and just being like, "Oh, okay, well that is a weird thing that you did and I think that you're the weird one for doing that." Yeah. He's like destroyed by shame at hearing this. I would be creeped out and indignant. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked and ashamed. Gawain says to the Green Knight, a curse upon cowardice and covetousness. They breed villainy and vice and destroy all virtue. And he grabs the girdle and he throws it really hard on the ground. Curse this thing. Curse it. He's like, oh no, I was so greedy that I forgot the faithfulness all knights need to have. And now I'm found to be flawed and false through treachery and untruth. I have totally failed. Absolute drama queen. Yes. Drama queen. You almost get the sense he would have rather have been beheaded. Yeah. Than to find this out about himself. Even though he already knew that he kept it a secret. But did he do it on purpose? Yes. Didn't he think, well, I kissed the guy three times. No, because he, he purposefully doesn't give it to him. Like he definitely knows he should have given it to him. When the guy said, okay, I thanks, you gave me everything, right? Thank you. So if he had given him everything, would he not have tried to behead him at all? Uh, or maybe the third time he also would have missed and been like... Yeah. And not even nicked the flesh a little yeah, bit? Yeah, presumably. Okay. Anyway, so the Lord laughs, ha 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 ha, and says like, good job. Like, it, it's all chill between us, dude. Like, things are cleared up. Uh, you paid your penance. Everything's fine. You're polished and pure as the day you were born. And here, here's a girdle. I'm giving it to you as a gift. So keep it. It's a reminder of our meeting. And it will be proof to all chivalrous knights of your challenge in this chapel. But why? He got it from the castle. He didn't, like... It doesn't, it's not good proof. <laughs> Why does the Green Knight get to say we're all good now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because Gawain's like, we are not good. <laughs> yeah, like, you did a weird I'm trick. mad at you. <laughs> he should have given him the axe, the second axe. You ruined my life for a year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we're, we're up to the, uh, the stanza now, I guess, where maybe Gawain isn't a himbo because he says, you know, thank you. He takes the helmet uh, from his head, holds it out as he offers his thanks. 
women, am I right? Jesus Christ, are they not the absolute <laughs> yeah. worst? And he just goes now he's not nice line anymore. after line of this like misogynistic rant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Here's examples of famous women throughout history who were awful. Like Adam fell for a woman, Solomon fell for several. Um, Samson, Delilah was his downfall. Bathsheba b- uh, bamboozled David. He says, if only we could love our ladies without believing their lives. Exactly. So, oh but I'm going to stop you right what there. What I'm you wondering can't. is that is so obviously not the wife's fault in this case <laughs> yeah. that I'm wondering if he's just ingratiating himself to this guy. Uh, because it's so obvious. The guy literally said, I told my wife to do that. I don't know. It's locker room talk. What can you say? Well, <laughs> it's Satan's cave talk. Grab them by the girdle, as they say. <laughs> I just, that line just stuck with me. I wish we could love our ladies without believing their lives. How... You can't, what, how are you going to be in love with someone and then every time they tell you something, just be like, that's fake. I don't believe that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if only we could all do that. This just doesn't work. The two things, they don't compute. You got to believe your lady's lies. <laughs> got to. Yeah. So the Lord keeps inviting him to the castle. He's like, my wife would love to hang out with you as a friend instead of a foe. But every time he invites him, Gawain's like, no, thank you. I got to leave. I got to go home. He keeps inviting him. Gawain's finally <laughs> on, like. She just wants to be your bro. Yeah. Gawain says, look, thanks for the gift. I'm going to wear it to remind me of my sin and the frailty of man's flesh and how the touch of filth taints his tender frame. So every time I feel proud, I'll look at this and be reminded of like how disgusting I am. Yeah. Or passionate. Every time I feel lustful, I look at it and think, oh, yeah, that's a good excuse, mm. right? Like I carry around this pornographic picture <laughs> so that I can look at it and remind myself of how disgusting it is. <laughs> okay. He finally says, look, if you want to reward me, just tell me your name name, which that's why I've had to call this dude the Lord the entire time is because he doesn't tell Gawain his name, which Jacob, do you want to pronounce this guy's name? Uh, okay. <laughs> but like the Odiset, I guess. Odiset. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, right. yeah Very he's French obviously a, a Norman. And so the guy, Bertilac, says, yeah, you know, Morgan Le Fay, you know her. She lives in my castle. Uh, she's your aunt. So you should come home with me and say hi to her. <laughs> she learned magic from Merlin. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, you know, Morgan the goddess, that's her. So uh, as I said, she's your aunt. She's Arthur's aunt. Therefore, she's yours too. So are you sure you won't come back with me? <laughs> it's so funny the extent to which Bertalak will go to just get this guy to go back and have sex with his wife. That's yeah, what this is. you're right. It's just, this is all it is. He's like, come back and have sex with my wife. Okay, just do it. Just do yeah. it. Do yeah. it. Do it. Come back. Come on. 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 Uh, look, your aunt's there. Don't you want to have sex with my wife now? <laughs> Yeah, but so it says Gawain would not. No way would he go. No way. So they hug and kiss and commend each other to Christ again, the Prince of Paradise, and then they separate. So Gawain gets back on his horse and goes home. It says the Green Knight leaves his ground to wander who knows where. Like, we know where. We know exactly where he's going to wander. (laughs) He's going to go two miles back home to his wife and be like, sorry, Sorry. I couldn't convince him to come have sex with you. (laughs) I tried. I really tried. I told him his aunt was here and everything. (laughs) Let's try a more convoluted plan next time for the next guy. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, Gawain gets back on Gringlet. And it says he travels around so long that the wound on his neck is totally healed by this point. So it says he had tons of adventures, but that there's not enough time to talk about them, which is also very Beowulf-y. Mm-hmm. You know, we skip all of his adventures before the dragon. 
So yeah, another thing where the narrator says, tons of cool shit happened, you just have to believe me. And he gets back to the court and kisses everyone, kisses and hugs everyone, his bros, the king, the queen, everyone asks what went on and he tells them everything, even the stuff about kissing the lady. In great detail. Oh, yeah. sorry. I think we've missed out a, a bit that I thought was very funny. Um, it's explained that Morgan orchestrated part of this as well. And the plan was <laughs> that when his head was chopped off in the court of Camelot, when Gawain chopped uh -huh. his head off, that it would scare Guinevere to death. <laughs> so this is the most insane <laughs> cuckoldry assassination plot you've ever heard in your entire life. I think this is this part was so confusing, I didn't even understand yes. that it was funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so can you explain it a little bit more? When he holds his head up and the head talks. So it says... She, she imagined this mischief would muddle your minds and that grieving Guinevere would go to her grave at the sight of a specter making ghostly speeches with his head in his hand before the high table. So Morgan Le Fay wanted to kill Guinevere by frightening her with the sight of Gawain's her friend's head. head. No, no, no. Yeah. The Green Knight's head, right? Mm. Oh. She thought the Green Knight being beheaded would freak Guinevere out so much. Yes, yes. So she asked her friend could you do me a favor? <laughs> Is this why Arthur comforts her after? He's like, uh-oh, she looks like she's about to die. Let's pepper her up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He's like, don't worry. And then she's... Don't think about the head. Like, don't worry, stand back. I'm trained in emergency consoling. Stand back, everyone. Yeah. She needs room. <laughs> I mean, good for Guinevere for being tougher than Morgan Le Fay thought she was. It sounds like it affected her 0%. Like, what's in it for Bertilac? Is it to thank Morgan for making him green sometimes? Don't question it. Don't question it. <laughs> like, I owe you one? <laughs> yeah. Or what's in it for Morgan? Morgan was like, then my nephew will be... She just hates Guinevere, I guess. Her nephew's wife. I, maybe she wanted to marry her nephew? I don't know. In some stories, she kind of does, right? Like, don't they have a kid together in some stories? So, Morgan is the old crone, mm -hmm. right? Morgan's the ancient old Disguised lady. Disguised as a disgusting crone. Oh. Yeah. I, he doesn't quite say it, right? But that's what I thought. I just feel like if you're Morgan <laughs> Le Fay and you can turn anyone into anything, like you can turn yourself into a crone, you can turn this guy into the Green Knight, whatever you want, why don't you just go get it? Turn yourself into someone super hot and then, I don't know. Cut like, your own head more off. direct about it. Yeah. <laughs> Cut your head off, girl. Yeah. <laughs> I'm starting to think that this plot doesn't make much sense. Yeah. It doesn't. Uh -oh. <laughs> We've exposed it. <laughs> so yeah, so he tells the story and he's like writhing around and he's so shameful that his face turns red with blood. And he's like, look at this. Look at this girdle. This is the mark of my sin. What do you think about it? And everyone's like, you're fine, dude. Chill out. Yeah, bro, chill. He says, this token I will drape across my chest till the day I die. For man's crimes can be covered but never made clean. Once sin is entwined, it is attached for all time. So here's what happens after that. The king comforts him and then everybody Everybody laughs and laughs, and then <laughs> the, the king decrees that every knight in the Brotherhood has to wear a bright green belt across his body so that every knight that that wears that is honored forever. So basically, he just says, like, oh, I'll make you feel better. I'll make everyone wear that Yeah, thing. for the sake of Gawain. Yeah. What? I think this is one of those moments with Gawain, you know, melodramatically saying this is, like, my sin. I think it's just a little bit the lady doth protest too much. I think it's mm -hmm. a fetish thing now. I'll never, ever, ever forgive but myself. But he's like, yeah. I'm keeping it not because it'll protect me not because it's super super nice and super cool ah. not because it's amazing I'm going to keep yeah. it as a sign of my sin and he keeps saying this melodramatically yes. and it's a bit like mm, it's a bit transparent going I okay. think you just want it because it's going to protect you I think you just like yeah, it I think yeah. you like it it's yeah. fine you're allowed to like it I guess they're all saying like it's not that deep bro ha 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 everyone laughs and laughs but he says 
we're going to wear it for the sake of this man. They don't explain what? Why? To me, this is like, is, what is that? Uh, what's that movie with Adam Sandler where he says you're not cool unless you pee your pants? I feel like this is exactly that. Everyone's <laughs> like, if everyone does it, then everyone's cool. Like, this is a sign of honor. Yeah, so yeah, he says... Everyone who wore this forever after was honored by everyone. And then the story ends. He says, Since fearless Brutus first set foot on these shores, once the siege and assault at Troy had ceased, our coffers have been crammed with stories such as these. Now let our Lord, thorn-crowned, bring us to perfect peace. Amen. Wow. Theo, do you think little of this poem? Do I think little of it? Do you think little of it? I don't think about it very often. Uh oh. Okay, Jacob, read the read the <laughs> epigraph. <laughs> uh, so the French at the end is "oni soit qui mal y pense" or something. That's French. It is an older version of French, yes, yeah. yeah, and it means mm. "shame be he who thinks little of it." Yeah. Oh. So Theo, gotcha, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so I, apparently, this is the motto of an order of knights, the Order of the Garter. Yeah. Which that's still a thing. People still are. I, I don't know much about it, to be honest, but I know, yeah, the Order of the Garter, still their motto. I don't know much about it at all. I think, is it is it supposed to be like, look, we know garters are underwear, but like, if you look down on us for having this as our symbol, shame on you. Yeah. is not it? I, I guess wow. so. Don't know much about the history of the chivalric order. Out of context, that's not a very good motto. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It's very defensive. <laughs> if you don't like us, that's on you, dude. For shame. That should be my email signature. <laughs> yeah, actually, yes. It would be good. It would yeah. be good, yeah. Ooh, okay, so that's that. That just got very confusing right there at the end. Like, Yes, yeah. yeah. I can totally see why Gawain was like, no. <laughs> I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> just, nope, I nope, don't nope. want to be involved in this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go find my own wife who's unrelated to me and isn't trying to trick me <laughs> yep all right everybody thank you for joining us today uh we hope you had a good time and uh we would love it if you would leave us a little review up there on apple podcasts um go ahead hop on there leave us a, a five-star review if you'd like to love it if you would do that if you'd like to give us a little bit of money and uh hop onto our patreon and become one of our friends of the fam uh that is patreon.com slash fire the cannon you can catch us on instagram and twitter at fire the cannon pod our email address is firethecanonpodcast at gmail.com. Our website, which we put all of our episodes up and uh, also some other stuff, is www.firethecanonpod.com. Our Facebook group is Fire the Cannon Podcast. And as always, Canon is spelled C-A-N-O-N. Nice. Yeah. And if you want to hear the dramatic reading we did with Jacob, go to our Patreon. Give us $3 or more. We did a dramatic reading of Danny Lavery's how do you say humorous parody, parody of, of uh, yeah. yeah of the poem <laughs> <laughs> yeah and we're also going to be discussing his essay on uh sir gawain as well which is humorous but also um insightful and very good so yeah. that's all going to be wrapped up in one episode and we hope to see you there nice would you like to plug your podcast now cheers thank you yeah for anyone who's new and hasn't listened to our other episode with you um tell us what you do so i i do a podcast about underrated music and i also i've actually moved more to doing video essays now because no one listens to the podcast but people tend to watch the video essays <laughs> so yeah check me out on youtube big yellow praxis i do videos and podcast episodes about music and i also put up some original music when I have time to do that. Awesome. Yep, he's a busy guy. You have to wander around in the woods or something? I think that's what you said your job Not is. Not quite. I work, I work for the uh, the Forestry <laughs> Commission here, but I, I unfortunately do not get one of the cool jobs where I get to go out into the forest. Aww. I'm one of the people who <laughs> sits in an office. I don't even sit in an office. I sit in this room doing work. Oh my gosh. 
Well, that is not what I thought Morgan the goddess would do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, we had a great time having you on. And audience, you should definitely check out his show. Especially the episodes that we were on, Theo and I. The episodes Theo and Jackie were on. I have not been on an episode, so. Yet. 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 Yeah, we'll see. Well, it was great. <laughs> chatting with you again jacob yeah. thanks for coming on thanks for having me thanks for pronouncing things correctly we love well, that. or at least taking the onus off of us to pronounce them correctly thank you so much <laughs> yeah. for reading the quote at the beginning of the episode oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> that's okay thanks for having me uh, it's good being on well later cool see you all bye-bye bye, bye now bye now, bye now.